My shiny happies, we are back here at the Wanderer's Guide to Cosmic Fabulosity. I'm so happy you're sitting with me today. Um, Wherever you're listening from, it is good to have you here. If this is a first time for you, I'm that wacky guy that talks about all kinds of hard stuff and tries to keep it on the lighter side. So in a moment, we are going to be talking about something I've been wanting to speak about here for a while, um, but we needed to get some ground sort of work laid before we hit on that. And today's topic is the idea of falling off the wagon. And not necessarily framed in the context of an addict falling off the wagon. It's more about how do we as human beings face plant and then get back up again and gain forward momentum. So stick with me. Big love and light coming. Align with your best self. Explore the quality of your being. Step into your capacity to thrive. Broadcasting from the northwest coast of Scotland, this is the Wanderer's Guide to Cosmic Fabulosity with D.W. Long. So, before we start hitting it hard on the notion of face planting and falling off the wagon, it's going to be a fun one, I'm telling you right now. Um, let me give you some information about what is to come. I am, as promised, recording podcast episodes with guests now, and will be broadcasting those, publishing those, very, very soon. There's some extraordinary people who are bringing their unique talents and gifts and sparks to these interviews, and I'm really, really excited to be sharing them with you, so stay tuned. Those are coming up very, very soon. So, I imagine now we should get to what we're here to get to today. So, we're going to roll right off the bat with some self-disclosure. Now, I do talk about myself here, those of you who've been listening to me, and I can say this about myself. At 53 years old, I have learned how to face plant and get back up again, dust myself off, and keep moving forward. And for a lot of my life, I would (laughs) face plant and lie in the mud, kvetching about the miserable state of my existence. So face planting, I imagine, is something I'll always do. I think we will do that throughout our lives at whatever level, at whatever end of the spectrum we hit. Major face plants to, you know, minor faux pas. Um, You know, and my mom used to make fun of me. I tend to run on the clumsy side anyway. So face planting is is not a foreign idea to me. Um, My nickname when I was younger was Grace (laughs) because I could walk through a wide open space and knock something over. So the thing I did not have the skill set for earlier in my life was, as I said before, I would not be able to rise up and get my shit together. I was not good at that, um, and, and those face plants were epic, sometimes dramatic maybe even a little bit theatrical. (laughs) But now, you know, I am able to rise, figuratively covered in mud, move my ass forward with my head held high. And it's a nice feeling, and it only took 40-something years to get there. But, you know, hello, we're humans, I'm human, I am ready to admit that without any shame 
or blame. The way I really want to frame this falling off the wagon idea is, like I said earlier, was, you know, not necessarily in the, through a lens of looking at what an addiction looks like, um, but through the lens of our practices when we've decided to do the kind of self-study that we talk about when we sit with DW on these podcasts, how, when we set our intention to do the fill-in-the-blank thing that we know is for our good and gets us in alignment with who we are and keeps us in alignment with whatever our purpose and contribution is in the world, what happens when those practices fall by the side of the road, figuratively, right? When, When they fall off the wagon, when we fall off the wagon. And those of you who've listened to this podcast know that I've written a book about recovering your power and sense of purpose in the face of a very specific type of loss and uncertainty, which is when we discover that a spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, whomever it is, has cheated, how do we find a place of moving through whatever barriers are created for us in our own mind and in the external world, right, that keep us from moving forward and getting forward momentum and being in our cosmically fabulous selves. And so when I was writing this book, I was going through that experience, and I decided that because I was going through that experience in a, and I'll, I'll be honest here, surprisingly elevated and luminous way, I mean, I literally had a what the fuck moment, I am keeping my shit together like I have never done in my life, um, I decided that I would write about the process, and, you know, hence the book um, is written and is going to be coming out. I know I've said this for quite a while, but, you know, I don't have a very big platform yet for people to know about the book, so I'm just building that. But let's talk about this face planting falling off the wagon as I explored it in the book, and let's see if this resonates with you. So in this one experience that I'm framing up for you, you know, I discovered that my spouse had cheated. I left said spouse we got divorced and and I was moving on. And I started writing this book at the very beginning of that process. And in the beginning, I was very methodical in my practices for maintaining balance and well-being. I was exercising. I was eating extremely well. Um, I'd lost 15 pounds at one point, you know, a couple months in, maybe three months in. And, you know, I was just feeling really, really good. I was maintaining a regular meditation practice, doing yoga, and, and then doing all of this writing, which is in a sense, I guess you could say cathartic, but it was also part of my own healing process. And, you know, I was coming up with this really sparkly, polished stuff about how to do this. And I was feeling really, really great. Now, some of this super polish, I like to call it, was born out of the experience of discovering my spouse had cheated and then having all of the normal human things come up. I'm not worthy of love or this person would have stayed with me. If I had been better, um, then this relationship would have had the longevity that relationships are supposed to have because that's what we're told. We get married and we're supposed to make it work no matter what. And, you know, I've said this before. I say this in my Instagram. I say this in my TikTok videos. That's just a load of bullshit, some societal construct that is not meetable, matchable. It's a paradigm that, you know, it's just, it's just not a thing. Now, the experience that was so luminous and and sparkly, as I said before, was as my lizard brain and monkey mind and automatic negative thoughts brought up all of this bullshit that was trying to undermine my being in the world, I had developed 
and I knew this, but I didn't know it would work so well in this moment, I had developed the skill set to observe all that bullshit and create some space, mindful space for observing it. And that felt like a superpower because what I was able to do then was say, hmm, none of that is actually who I am. This is normal ego-associated stuff, monkey mind stuff that's coming up to probably in its own weird and twisted way keep me safe and keep me alive right you know if you if you knew better you would you know have better and that's sort of a a mechanism that our brain does you know we have that default negative and it's really there to keep us alive well this is a moment when we don't need it to keep us alive we need it to basically shut up and and get out of our way so i had experienced that mindful uh space to observe those thoughts and and that was a surprise to me now, we're going to get to the juicy bit in a minute where we can talk about like how you can develop some of these things. And if you've been listening to this whole podcast series, then you know that there are lots of really great points of wisdom that I bring all the way through. Each episode contains something. And I always say, you know, that is wisdom from far greater minds than mine. I'm just integrating it and then disseminating it again, kind of regurgitating it, so to speak. It's kind of an ugly word, but, you know, you get what I mean. So there I am tootling along got my shit together or so I think and I'm doing you know really really well and I'm feeling great and the writing's going well I'm having all these ideas and the second book comes to me and I'm, I'm thinking okay I'm gonna outline part of that and, and things are great and then I have a shitty week I had woken up one evening one night in the middle of the night restless thoughts couldn't sleep went to bed at like 11.30 and was awake at like 1.45 and then couldn't sleep the rest of the night. And so I was feeling tired. Um, And these thoughts were leading me to feel angry. And I was ruminating on these thoughts and, and on and on it went. It kind of felt like weeds growing in my garden, these weedy sprouts of rumination on the resentments I had. And they were beginning to fill this seedbed I'd planted for well-being and wellness during a particularly difficult time. And the figurative seedbed that I had, you know, so lovingly created, I kind of, well, I'd relinquished the power that I'd tapped into and I started colluding with the anger that I felt. And this went on for a couple of days and I was just kind of in a pit of despair. And I have no judgment about it. I think, you know, losing that awake quality is yes very human but hello we're talking about falling off the wagon and so this is what I mean I had a figurative falling off the wagon moment so like I'm saying here instead of turning my attention away from those thoughts in a very mindful way and reconnecting with my true self instead of doing the thing that I'd been teaching and doing myself for years and using in my therapy practice and using in my coaching practice, I started, like I said, colluding with all of that negative BS. And it was kind of like willingly (laughs) rolling around in a poop-filled sandbox, in a sandbox that I had created, and I'd pooped in it, um, and I was not awake enough in that moment to clean it up or even leave the sandbox. Now, you might be listening to this and thinking, hmm, I've had that experience. Or, I have that experience all the time. I get shit in my head and I just can't let it go. And then I notice I've spent two days 
feeling bitchy about something that maybe if I had just released the thoughts about in some way, in some practical way, like a very mindful way, you know, I'm going to turn my attention away from all that and back to something that I know to be true. And whatever that is, you know, you work on that with your therapist, you work on that in your journaling, you work on that from information I've given you in other podcasts, and and then turn yourself back to something that's going to help you thrive again. And I was not doing that in that moment. So here's the dealio. So after two and a bit days of not sleeping and bitching and moaning on the inside about how shitty I was feeling and angry I was about fill-in-the-blank thing, and remember people, This had all popped up in the middle of a luminous moment of months of practice and and what have you. Um, I woke up on the third day with what was the beginnings of shingles. And I didn't know what they were, so I ended up running to the doctor um, just around the corner from the flat I was staying in Italy um, and and went in and, and he told me what it was. And I was like, well, that can't be a thing. (laughs) <laughs> he was like, oh, yes, it can. And then he asked me, are you stressed out? Have you been sleeping well recently? What are your eating habits like? Do you do a self-care regimen? He's asking me these things, and I'm thinking, in the last three days, I have not done any of that. And now it's beginning to add up. And in my people, if you have had shingles, I hope you never do. It is awful. It is really, really awful. And I'm a dude, and I think dudes have lower pain tolerance than women because we don't, you know... You know, pop babies out of our hoo-hahs. <laughs> Excuse that reference, but, you know, I, I'm, I thought I had a pain tolerance that was quite high, and little did I know I did not. I was a big mess for the three weeks I was suffering in pain. So, all that to say, I had in some way, through the stress that I was creating for myself by not backing out of all of that suffering, that poopy sandbox I was talking about before, I had stressed myself up enough, right, and I'm going to remind you of this again, after months of luminous self-care, I had stressed myself up so highly in a matter of three days that I gave myself shingles. There it is. How about that? I had fallen off the wagon. Okay, that is an experience that I spoke of earlier that I understand, and I think some of you listeners will understand it as well. I had fallen off the wagon, and in the throes of physical suffering, now this is where it gets really interesting, at least from my perspective. During the throes of that physical suffering, I woke up. I felt and still feel today that this was an experience that I was to have and currently do have immense gratitude for. I have gratitude for my beautiful, attuned, universe, God-given body, whatever your spiritual beliefs are. It's not even, you know, important here. My beautiful, attuned body to alert me to the fact that I had shifted out of alignment with who I really am. Listen to that. I had shifted out of alignment with who I really am. And my body, the beautiful system that we've been gifted with, said it was saying to me, dude, (laughs) you need to get your shit together here. And and since you're kind of continuing down this path of of mental yuckness, um, we're going to give you a little sign on your body. I mean, 
you know, our bodies show and they demonstrate to us what's going on with us spiritually, psychologically, yada yada. Not to make it sound light, but it's the truth. And so my body was saying to me, hello, you need to make a shift because you're destroying yourself in, at some level. Yeah, it's just shingles, but you know, it's, it's god awful painful. And like I said, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Now, here's the thing. This is some, some wisdom I have to pass on to you. And I know this experience, and so I'm going to kind of figuratively spank you through my microphone here to really pay attention. It would be very easy and very human of me right now in this moment to look back on that experience with some amount of judgment, okay? I'm a non-judgment practitioner. Mindfulness is all about how can we slip into non-judgment when we're doing simple things like mindful breath. Well, I could have gone on to say, look what I did to myself. How awful. But I wonder how taking this perspective might serve me. I mean, if I had taken on that perspective shortly after that, rather than being in gratitude for what was occurring and and saying, thank you, body, for waking me up, what would have happened to me? What might have happened to me if I'd hung out in the place of more judgment, like, God, I'm so awful to myself. What's wrong with me? I mean, I would have just made it worse, I imagine. So here's the question, right? I ask myself this question all the time. Isn't the very nature of looking at the past with a buttload of judgment keeping us out of the present moment, right? And you know, I'm all about talking about the present moment, you know, and that's a cool ass place to hang out in because the past ain't happening right now. And we know if we're at all awake, the future isn't happening yet either. So is it possible that if I hang out in that energy again, you know, it's a question I have, that I might start the momentum of negative thoughts and feelings that could once again lead to some amount of physical, psychological, and spiritual suffering, right? If I start going down that road again, doesn't it make sense? Like a very simple math problem, and I'm, I'm no mathematician, but you know, we all know one plus one is two, at least in theory. Well, if I were to do that kind of engagement of negative thoughts again, well, it could be said, we could bet on it, we could go to off-track betting and say, I'm going to bet, you know, 100 bucks that that's going to create more suffering. We would say that quite possibly the answer to those questions is yes. And if that is the answer, why would I ever want to create that kind of suffering again? I mean, especially when I know better. Yeah, so that's the human condition, the face planting and hello, title of the episode, falling off the wagon, yes. And here's the thing that I want you to consider. If you've listened to me so far and you've thought, I have my own version of his story, you know, once or twice, a dozen times, (laughs) repeatedly during the week, all the time, I don't know, without me saying, go and do this thing and then go and do that thing, doesn't it stand to reason and make sense to you that if you know that colluding with, attending to, being with, focusing on certain thoughts will create negative feelings and then create that momentum into something where you begin to feel worse and worse. I mean, it makes sense to me, and I'm sure that many of you listening right now, it makes sense to you. I mean, it's it's not rocket science. Yeah, it's really not. But it's surprising how many of us don't get it. I mean, I told you about my fabulous self-care for months and then I didn't get it for three days and then I gave myself shingles 
basically, I mean, that's really a one plus one moment, yeah? You're listening to The Wanderer's Guide to Cosmic Fabulosity. If, like me, you're enjoying what DW has to say, go ahead and hit the subscribe button to keep up with future content. I would absolutely love it if you click a star rating or leave a review. That way, I can know that the content I bring here is useful to you. So how do we take this information and look forward? I've given you a whole ton of personal disclosure today. Talked about, you know, the times I face-planted, what my little human self is fully capable of, which is creating a kind of suffering that manifests itself in a physical condition. And so, having listened to this, if you're still with me, 20 minutes in, what will you take away from this? Will you think about how you might become more aware of your thought processes, your thoughts that pop up, your even the automatic ones that come to you? And will you start engaging practices like taking notes of your thoughts like some of my clients do. They track their thoughts on a cognitive worksheet and they, they write them down and then we talk about how those thoughts make them feel and then what it's related to. You know, maybe a, a, a belief about themselves, right? Maybe not so much as a huge core belief that's kind of later on in the work, but we, we, we track those thoughts. So will you make an agreement with yourself that, hmm, after listening to the shit that DW went through, I certainly don't want to manifest shingles in my life just because I'm creating a huge amount of suffering by colluding with the bullshit in my head. I'm going to engage a practice that allows me, affords me, a Windexed, for those of you in the United States, um, know what Windex is, those of you who follow me and listen, I'm in other places in the world, and I know you're out there because I see you on my analytics, um, any kind of window cleaner that you spray on and wipe away and it leaves them sparkling, shiny. How can you develop a windexed view of what your brain is up to in any given moment so that you can avert or sidestep or fully, you know, blast off away from any kind of extra suffering you might create for yourself? Now, if you've listened to some other podcast episodes, you know I've given some advice on observing things and being with things. And um, we've talked a lot about leaning into um, difficult emotions and, and negative feelings. But maybe we need to mention here the things that I'm talking about now with tracking the thoughts that can lead to those feelings and not joining into a big old dance party with the ones that are ugly. Yeah? I mean, is that making sense? You know, you think a shitty thought about yourself, you don't then back it up with, yeah, that must be true because I must just be that bad, right? And then the next thing you know, well, you're having my experience and then you're emailing me saying, damn it, I got shingles <laughs> or I gave myself colitis or, or whatever happens to you, yeah? So let's not do that. Let's be shiny happies. Yes, we're going to have human experiences that pull on us and make us feel uncomfortable and unhappy in moments, but we do have the friggin' power to shift that energy with our mind, with a connection to who we really are, with a sense of our spirit, our divinity in the world, whatever the language is for you, really stand it up on a big figurative gold throne and say, that's who I am and that's who I'm going to honor. Always, to the best of my ability. And when I face plant, like I was talking about earlier, or fall off the wagon, I'm not going to judge myself for falling off the wagon. I'm going to say thank you for whatever the circumstances are. Remember that life is working for me, 
right? And life is happening for me. Yes, not happening to me or against me. Life is happening for me. Can we take on that perspective and pick our shit up, shift our thoughts, attend to the things that are important, like our well-being and who we really are, and then we are in forward momentum again. I know this is repetitive, but, you know, if you're at all like me, it takes kind of beaten in to finally hear it. It wasn't until I was 41, 42 years old that it started to click. And I'm now 53 and I'm still working on this shit. Yeah? So keep working on it with me. Now, here we go. We are going to say goodbye for today, but I want to remind you again that we have some fabulous guests coming up. We're having people talk about everything from discovering and being in tune with our sensitivities to help us discover what our purpose is. We're talking with someone, a wonderful spiritual teacher who's just so insightful and, and beautiful. And he's talking about with me the the power of and the experience of loneliness. And this podcast will be coming out very soon because I know many of us have had the experience of loneliness during this pandemic for this last year and a half plus. Yeah, it has been, well, shattering and difficult. So keep sending me your emails. Keep hitting me up on Instagram about things you want to talk about and hear about on the podcast. Keep hitting me up on TikTok. Some of you are doing that now, and it's really freaking cool. I love it because I'm thinking you're there watching my goofy-ass videos and, you know, and me talking about some serious stuff too. And then you're also tuning in here. So again, as I always end these podcasts, remember that I have big, big love for you. I send you big love and light. And until next time... You've been listening to The Wanderer's Guide to Cosmic Fabulosity with D.W. Long. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Click on the link in the show notes to send your question along via DW's website at www.mcscoach.com. 